We have got NFL football. The Lions taking the opener from the Kansas City Chiefs. Our thoughts from that game on the kickoff Thursday nighter. Joe Burrow and Nick Bosa, huge new contracts as we make picks for week one on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Big ups to all the everydayers out there. Make sure you're subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. And use code, all lowercase, locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. The Lions beating the Kansas City Chiefs narrowly on Thursday night, 21 to 20. And I think the immediate big takeaway there is the Chiefs missed Travis Kelsey a little bit. And remember when we were putting you in this one yesterday, Matt, uh, we asked the question, or I asked you the question. If you could only choose one of them, which would you rather have on the field for the Chiefs, Chris Jones or Travis Kelsey? And I think you were right. I think the answer might be Travis Kelsey looking at their offense in week one. Yeah, my thoughts on it were at the time, and this is some hindsight, obviously, is if I have Kelsey, I'll probably get to 30. You know, we always do, and that at least puts a lot of stress on the opponent, and we'll see what we can do on D. And frankly... Kansas City's defense, I thought, played very well without Chris Jones. I I didn't quite see that coming. But some of my main takeaways from this game were resiliency from this young Lions team. I mean, I think this is a very good win from them. And I said the word young on purpose because this year's draft class, you know, Branch, Gibbs, Laporta, Campbell, last year's draft class, Hutchinson, even Penny Sewell. I mean, like these early draft picks they've used lately are really looking like foundation players. And that's, I think, the most important takeaway from this. And this is a physically and mentally tough team to win this game on the road. Now, that being said, (laughs) late in this game, I sent a tweet out saying the Chiefs wide receivers are double agents. I mean, I'm not sure which payroll they're on. Like, they look like they're running wrong routes, no timing and rhythm. They had seven wide receivers active for this game, just trying to find an answer. And none of the seven were helpful, in my opinion. And drops and tip balls that end up in pick sixes that make some homes look bad. And, you know, uh, it's worrisome for the Chiefs. Yeah, we we, got to figure out a way to to put that stat on a receiver. That picks, right, because that was 100% on Kadarius Tony and not Patrick Mahomes. Is Kadarius Tony the least reliable player in the whole league? He's not uh, <laughs> the so he's not even a wide receiver, he's not even I, a wide receiver. And if you're not going to force feed him the football, then I don't know what his place is on the football team. 
for you. Um, and they tried to give him that like one on the goal ball. line, and, and he didn't quite get in there. Um, you know, that was his only rushing attempt. It was minus one yard. And then just th- throughout the – just throughout – and we the, the New York Giants saw this, right? Throughout just the normal flow of a football game, he's not going to help you out. You have to create for him. And I actually put him in my fantasy league that I had drafted Cooper Cup. And since he was out, uh, Kadarius Tony went from my bench to my starting lineup because I thought, well, no Kelsey. This is perfect opportunity. They've got to create some offense, and they're going to give him the ball in all kinds of different ways. And, you know, he was targeted five times. In fact, I think that was the high, most highly targeted player uh, in the in the passing game. There, there was five targets for Tony, five for Noah Gray in place of Travis Kelsey, and then five for the rookie, Rasheed Rice. And Kadarius Tony got one catch for one yard, pick six, and then one rush for minus a yard. And so it was just nothing to show for 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 Kadarius Tony's um appearance in that football game. And Rasheed Rice you came ahead, he came out feeling good about Rasheed Rice in that game, but he didn't look like dynamic or anything. He did have the touchdown catch. I I was hoping for a little bit more from Sky Moore. He didn't he was shut out on his three targets receiving. So um, he had, he had a carry as well for four yards. So I don't know, just altogether, the whole offense, just nobody really helping out Patrick Mahomes. No. And you mentioned targets. I don't know that I've ever seen this. I mean, it may have happened. I'm sure it has, but a dozen different chiefs were targeted. And for those of you who don't know, you're only allowed to put five on the field at once. You know I mean? Like it, you're, deep down the list here. I mean, Edward Solaire and Blake Bell and you met Justin <laughs> Ross, James. Yeah, right. Like the Belldozer. I don't know if Bell was still in the league. <laughs> and he's out there taking snaps. I mean, come on, man. And botching that. You know, the even the trick play stuff they do by the goal line. Like Kelsey would have done that better than these guys. You know, I mean, uh discouraging. But it's one game if you're the Chiefs. Tremendous win if you're the Lions. Absolutely. Yeah. And and clearly the Lions are going to come out and play and, and meet anybody's yeah. intensity every single week. Right. Um, here's the thing that, that I thought was weird about the Lions. And look, this is week one. A lot of this could change. Kadarius Tony could go off next week after everyone you know, after, when nobody has him in their fantasy lineup. Right. Which is kind of <laughs> the way that things go. Um, we'll see what happens with the rookie Rasheed Rice and 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 Sky Moore, and, and if anybody emerges there, Marquez Valdez-Scantling was classic, you know, two catches, 48 yards. But uh, on the uh, on the Lions side of things, why do you draft the running back 12 overall to just be just a well, regular old backup running back? There was nothing interesting or fun or imaginative about the way they used Jameer Gibbs in a way that I would have thought for a guy that, that you draft that high and you're doing chest bumps in the draft room when you, when you take him. And he looked like a good, quick athlete when he was out there. He has some yeah. dynamic traits, as you can anyone can see. But Montgomery gets 21 carries. He gets seven. You know, like, that is a little odd. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, though, and say maybe that's just a game plan specific chief thing or we're not quite sure if he's good enough in protection. We'll we'll keep ramping him up more and more. Something to keep an eye on, though. And Amon Ross St. Brown's really good, by the way. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs fast. Amon Ross St. Brown is good. Speaking of Cooper Cup, I, this could be a Cooper Cup type year for Amon Ross St. Brown mm-hmm. in the first round of next year's fantasy draft for a lot of folks. Uh, I, I would have liked to see him targeted even more because it felt like they kind of went away from that a little bit. And, and yeah. same with Porta. Yeah, he looks like the real deal. Mm-hmm. Complete tight end for the Lions. So those those second round picks showing up big more. Absolutely. So again, such an encouraging win. I always feel bad. I flat out feel bad for the visiting team in this game every year. I'm like, that is just walking into a buzzsaw. But if you can get a win like they did, 
and now you have a nice long 10-day break and you're 1-0 in a game no one thought you could win? Like, what a start to the season. Uh, one more note, too, Brian Branch, you mentioned, but the other newcomer in the in the secondary, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, just really nice pickup, got his hand on a couple of footballs there. Mm-hmm. He's just the type of player that, that impacts football games. Yeah, I, I thought this defense would go from bad to average, and I'm still going to stand by that on you know September 8th, but you, know, you throw Sutton and the draft picks and Gardner-Johnson, it might be better than that. Right, uh, and, and let's be honest, they probably should have still lost that game if you know if, if i didn't want to say it that way but yeah. you know pick six so um yeah it's a little I, help I from it's a a on both those football teams yeah yeah a little help from a pass catcher probably goes a long way and not losing by one point here we go let's make some picks for week one matt and uh, some pretty big contracts being signed since the last time we spoke as well next today's episode of peacock and williamson is brought to you by neutrophil men it's not inevitable. Just losing your hair can be controlled. So take that control into your own hands and your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed hair growth supplement for men. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements Use physician-formulated, natural, science-backed ingredients. Drug-free, patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health and some other, uh, you know, some of those other side effects that can come with some other drugs. This is drug-free, patented technology. Go to Nutrafol.com/men to take their hair health wellness quiz, identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes such as thinning, uh, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. Take a first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code locked on NFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men. That's Nutrafol spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men and enter promo code locked on NFL. That's Nutrafol.com slash men promo code locked on NFL. Let's start with the Bengals. And the Browns, Matt, the divisional matchup here should be a really good one. And uh, after a, sort of a weird training camp with a, an injury for Joe Burrow, it ends with him ready to play week one and him a whole lot richer uh, getting inked to a new mega contract for those Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, and you mentioned start to show Bosa, Burrow, all these contracts are bigger than expected Wow. You know, I, again, all I can say is the league is very healthy, folks. And I think owners are doing very, very well. Um, I can't wait for the AFC North games. I mean, because I'm an AFC North guy, but even mm-hmm. so, I just think that these bloodbaths are all three of these teams might be three and three again. I don't know if you know that, but all the AFC North teams were three and three in the division last year. I think that might be the case again this year where they just beat the crap out of each other starting week one. And I keep harping on this with the Bengals because they did not look like the Bengals in week one last year because they didn't play anyone in the preseason. 
I'm worried about that again, but I also don't like what I've seen from Watson, frankly, in a Browns uniform, but the little I saw of him in the preseason and even some of the reports out of there are so-so. I still want the points in this one. I think the Browns are getting two at home in a division game with maybe a rusty quarterback. Uh, I think the Browns' D line is vastly improved, and I'm not sold on the Bengals' front. I think this is a drag-it-out 2017 type of game, you know, 17-16 type of game. Whoever was getting points, I'll take. And we, we saw that in, in the Thursday nighter too. Like th- this is what happens in week one a lot. And it's kind of feeling out process. And it's not really the, you know, the mid season team and the mid season form that you're going to see from no. some of these teams and a lot of closer games, a lot of weird stuff happens. So, you know, getting points for a home underdog team. That's, that's a pretty good team. Uh, that is, you know, that's, that's an enticing bet. I still am going to go Bengals. I think maybe the Joe Burrow new contract gives a little pep in everybody's step there for Cincinnati. Yeah. So not, not enough points. I, if I could get a little bit more, you know, just get a little bit more like a, over a field goals points, I'd, I'd feel good about taking the Browns. But I'm going to give up the two points and take the Bengals. Another note, and I don't know who this favors, but it's just something that's very obvious in week one and it showed last night. These players get tired. You know I mean? Like depth to me is really important rotate your stars in and out a little bit more in these games because no one's played 70 real intense snaps in, you know since last year yes absolutely that's uh, it's uh and a lot of a lot of questionable players out there too for like most teams this is the healthiest you're going to be and there's a lot of guys still banged up coming into the season mm-hmm. yeah it's a little worrisome hopefully that's not a huge trend this year so by the way joe burrow the numbers there record-breaking deal most Dollars ever. We just saw the the highest paid defensive player ever. Now we're seeing the highest paid player ever uh, in back to back deals, back to back days. Joe Burrow, five years, two seventy five. Uh, that includes two hundred and nineteen million dollars guaranteed. So there you go, highest paid player in NFL history, the highest played paid player on defense. Now for the 49ers, we've already discussed 49ers Steelers. Does it change anything for you knowing Bosa is going to be on the field, at least in some limited fashion after he signed his five-year $170 million contract, Matt? Um, Yeah, it changes a lot for me. I think he's a total stud and I was hoping he'd give it a couple more days before he decided <laughs> to sign it. But um, I'm still picking the Steelers in a close one. I, I have that game 24, 23 Steelers. I expect it to be very close, but he's a game wrecker, and I assume he'll play snap number one. And you're probably aware of this. He played 74% of the snaps last year for the, the Niners. He's probably at 65 in this game, something like that, 65%. And play as much as you want, Nick, and see how it goes. Yeah. That, that, to me, it's dangerous, um, but he, he's going to be in such good shape mm-hmm. for that walkthrough or whatever practice he gets in here this week. They're going to play him. He's going to start the game. How much does he play? I don't know for sure. I'd probably keep it under 50% if it was me, but you're trying to go win a football game. It's probably going to be a close one. Uh, so he might be out it's there. It's hard to pull him off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, so, and, and kind of wait on the line on this one too. If if at FanDuel, by the way, thanks to FanDuel for all our lines here, if it creeps back toward the three points that it was earlier on uh, in the off season, uh, then maybe that's what I would hit it for the uh, for the. For the Steelers, but yeah, this is going to be a close one. So again, home dog taking points. If you get a field goal, I like that. Can't wait for some of these games, by the way. So 49ers, Steelers, Packers, Bears, Panthers, Falcons, Seahawks, Rams, Jags, Colts, Cardinals, Commanders were all part of our 
Thursday six pack of picks that we did on uh, yesterday's program. So if you want our picks for those games, you can go check out that episode. Here we go, Matt. We've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Minnesota Vikings, the Vikings favored by five and a half. So am I crazy to kind of think the Bucs offense can be respectable? Like I'm not a Mayfield believer, but he's an NFL quarterback. He's not Josh Dobbs or Clayton Toon. Their line's not horrendous. They got weapons. I just think this might be an over game. And maybe I say that because I think every Viking game might be an over game because I really like their offense and have great concerns about their defense. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But I think they win by more than five and a half at home. Loud place. Better talent across the board. I'll lay the points here. Yeah, I mean, the Bucs, I, I don't know what to expect at all from the Buccaneers. They do yeah. have talent on that football team, though. So, uh, and against the Vikings defense, again, yeah, this is an over game. And I think that's too many points. I know it's in Minnesota, but five and a half, I'm taking the points here with the Bucs. We even talked Mike Evans either. There's weirdness going on with Mike yeah. Evans. It, yeah. He almost feels like he's, quote, hurt the same jo- way Jonathan Taylor is. Like, hey, I went traded. Why don't you? I'm sitting there watching the Chiefs last night. Like, boy, why why don't we put Mike Evans on the Chiefs? <laughs> I, I saw a lot of that on social media too. It's like, what's the holdup? Can we get Mike Evans to Kansas City? Oh, yeah, let's up. restructure a contract or two. Pay Chris Jones and get Mike Evans there. Go win another Super Bowl. Yeah, feel real good about it. You get Travis Kelsey back. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And trade uh, <laughs> trade Kadarius Tony along with him. Yeah, know. send him out for a bag of donuts. Yeah, <laughs> poor Kadarius Tony. He's getting crushed. Poor guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's so, not a wide receiver. He's Dante Hall. Yes, absolutely. He's not even Debo. That's He's that's not, kind not of close. You had right for Tony, but he he wasn't really even showing that. Um, so I say not even showing that Debo's a, a pretty yeah. Like, a lot of receivers would like the player in that Debo, yeah. Um, 40, 45 and a half is the over. So you're taking over here on this one, and you take mm-hmm. you take the you're taking the points, or you you taking minutes. I'm going to lay the points. I okay. gave the Bucks some props, but I think the Bikes at home is a tough place to play. The Titans at Saints. New Orleans favored by three points at home against those Tennessee Titans. This is probably an under game for me. I think both these defenses are respectable. There's some change in the Saints offense. How will that go? Um, I think the Titans O-line is problematic. But three isn't enough for me to take Tennessee. I still think the Saints are just a much better top-to-bottom team. Yep, I think they nailed this line. I probably wouldn't mm-hmm. put money on it. Again, I, I totally agree with you about the under potentially on this one. But at home, tough place to play. Saints by a field goal feels about right. So yeah. about right. Yeah. If I had to pick one, I'd pick the Saints and give up those three points. I'm not putting any money on that one either. I think that's a perfect line. Probably a field goal game. The Houston Texans are at the Baltimore Ravens. Perfect opponent for the Ravens right now because, you know, this is a new regime in Houston. You get a a home game. You got a new offense for Lamar Jackson. I don't know about favored by nine and a half points. It's a a big line. In fact, I think Mm -hmm. it's the biggest line of the weekend. Uh, Baltimore favored by nine and a half points at home against the Texans. I was hoping to bet against the Ravens early in the year. And my thoughts are, I think it's an overrated defense, especially up front to D line. And I think because they're making such wholesale changes on defense that maybe they're on offense, that maybe they just take a week or two to get their feet under them. But I hate where the Texans are at right now. I mean, not only are they super young going against, you know, first time head coach versus a 
potential Hall of Fame head coach and tough place to play. But their O-line is in shambles right now. So maybe even that defensive front for the Ravens being suspect isn't a big enough weakness right now. That being said, I think nine and a half is too much. I mean, if this was seven and a half, I would lay it. I can't lay nine and a half. Nine and a half is a little too much. And I think it's somewhat of a lion's way last year where D'Amico Ryan's going to have this team playing a certain way. We're going to see a lot of Damian Pierce running the ball, trying to keep the Mm -hmm. score low, trying to keep this game close. And I, you know, Straight up, of course, the Ravens have to be favored in this game. But nine and a half does feel a little much in what can be some some awkward week one games. So uh, rookie quarterback, too. It, it could absolutely be a blowout, mm-hmm. but it's too many points for me. So give me give me those nine and a half. Yeah, that's a lot. All right. Next, we got a whole bunch more week one games to make picks for. Football's back. I love it. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Prize Picks. Daily fantasy made easy and made about as fun as you can get. Prize picks is the most fun you will have this season. You can win up to 25 times your money, by the way, with prize picks. All you do, it's super easy. You just select two or more players, pick the more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. And prize picks makes it really simple to play. Uh, you can make those entries in, in less than a minute. And you could turn $10 into $250 in just a, a few taps. For example, uh, something like um, we talked about that 49ers Steelers game, Brock Purdy. It's it's 0.5 interceptions. So does he throw a pick or not? Uh, more of course than he will. Than, <laughs> yeah. <and> so the <laughs> more than on that one with Brock Purdy. He, he uh, He's... He's a squirrely guy out there. So week one, we'll see. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick's going to be laying in the weeds. Aaron Rodgers, more than three passing touchdowns. Uh, Justin Jefferson, more than 100 yards. So yeah, that's the way you play, more than or less than the projected stats and win up to 25 times your money if you hit all five, or you can just pick two and make it a little bit easier on yourself, but not as big of a payoff. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash LOCKEDONNFL. Use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Here we go, Matt. The rest of the week one schedule. We are making picks on today's Peacock and Williamson. Next up is the Las Vegas Raiders. Get into the afternoon games here. Las Vegas Raiders at the Denver Broncos. We got a lot of divisional opponents uh, coming together in week one. This one is uh, is a pretty important one because these two teams have to set the tone and they're playing against the uh, the lesser opponents as it looks this early in the season in their division. So if you're the the Broncos and you're trying to uh, erase all of the, the bad mojo from last season, you got to win week one against the Raiders at home, right? Yeah, Chandler Jones is another one with some weird stuff going on. Maybe he gets moved. There's another guy that's unhappy, et cetera, et cetera. Three and a half is a good number, but man, back to what I said about fatigue, I always, always, always bet Broncos at home week one and two. I'm I'm not sure I'd actually put money on this because I think three and a half is the right number, but I would definitely take the Broncos. I think conditioning is very, very real early in the season. I don't care about heat, but I do care about altitude for this game. And frankly, I think the Raiders defense is pretty bad. Yeah, the Raiders aren't going to be worried about the heat. They've been practicing in 100 degree <laughs> heat yeah, over yeah. there some days. Uh, so I think it's 84 degrees in Denver, it looks like Sunday. But um, 
Yeah, the altitude. And so that's another little extra advantage, especially early in a season for a team like the Denver Broncos. Three and a half is a really good number, but I'm still taking Denver in this one because I don't have a, a ton of faith in those Raiders. But I am interested to see what Jimmy G looks like in, in Josh McDaniel's offense there. Yeah, I think those two will be fine together. I think Devontae will have nice, you know, year overall, all that good stuff. But I think Denver's solid on both sides of the ball and at home and should wear you down on the ground. By the way, Patrick Sertan versus uh, Devontae Adams is going to be a fun one. That's that's one of the best one-on-one matchups we're going to get this weekend. I was listening to Cecil Lammy on the Football Guy podcast, and he kind of does what I do with the Broncos. And he says Sertan takes that one to the next level of personal. You know, like how the Lattimore-Evans thing is? Yeah. That Sertan-Adams one is like a similar rivalry, at least in his eyes. Love it. How about the Philadelphia Eagles at the New England Patriots? Uh, Philly on the road, favored by four. Ooh, I think Philly's such a better team and, you know, that doesn't say much, but man, Belichick at home getting more than a field goal with the entire offseason to look at things. And I have extreme respect for the Patriots defense. So I think this is like a 17-16 game. So I'm going to take the points. Uh, I think the Eagles probably win it, but I bet he builds some things in that defense that makes life tough on Hurts. Yep, I agree with you as well. You can lose this one by a field goal and still, you know, make that minus four. Uh-huh. So give me the home dog points for a Bill Belichick coach team. The offense should look much better because they have a professional uh, NFL offensive coordinator now and Bill O'Brien there for Mac Jones and company. But um, the it, the Eagles have a new coordinator on both sides of the ball. So right. Does that hurt Bill Belichick in a way for because he's he's prepping for something that might look a little bit different this year than it did last year. I don't know. I I mean, I think the Eagles have a fair amount of change. I just don't know that if I'm the head coach of the Eagles, I want either coordinator to make sweeping changes, you know, I mean, work pretty well. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think all of a sudden you're going to change things dramatically. Um, And I don't know that the Eagles will be able to play with a huge lead too. I mean, I'm not making fun of your Niners, but studying the Niners, the Eagles and Niners, boy, they played with a lot of giant leads um, going into the second half to just really rack up sack numbers, especially the Eagles. I think this one will be close that they won't be able to get to that point. Yeah. Here's the strategy. Don't get down in the first half. So they're just running all over Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Uh, here's a good one. We got Tua versus Justin Herbert, the Miami Dolphins at the Los yeah. Angeles Chargers. Chargers at home favored by three. Chargers defense gave, I don't say a blueprint, but they kind of were really physical with Tyreek and Waddle late in the year last year. They had a unique game plan for the Dolphins, and people started copying it. And I think the Chargers are, frankly, the more talented team. Um this is a good line, too, though. I mean, I'm sure Miami fans will travel. Chargers home field advantage really doesn't exist. I'm going to lay the points, though. I'll, I'll give you three. I, I like where the Chargers are at right now. I'm waiting C mode on the Chargers. I actually like the Dolphins mm-hmm. a little bit in this one, yeah. and I'm going to take those three points. Cross-country trip I don't love, but I think early in the season, fresher legs is not going to be that big of a deal. Um, and, uh, again, I, I just kind of want to see it for the chargers and, and uh, I'll have a much better feel. I kind of know what the dolphins are going to be. I'll have a much better feeling on the chargers after week one. Like I find it interesting that, you know, big coordinator change in LA, everybody hated the old guy got to drive the ball down the field. 
Well, Fangio, the new coordinator in Miami, just doesn't let you do that at all. You know, it's like not a real good barometer. Yeah, I mean, it's potentially the Dolphins upgraded defensive coordinator more than the Chargers upgraded offensive coordinator. Great call. Yeah, I think you're right. We've got some primetime action with the Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants NFC East showdown Sunday night football. Dallas on the road favored by three and a half. I like the Cowboys here. That's a tough place to walk into, and I respect the Giants much more than I did a year ago. I just don't see the holes in the Cowboy roster, and I see a lot of holes in the Giants roster. I wish this was two and a half. I wish it was three. Certainly could be a 24-21 game, and I lose the bet, but I think Dallas covers. If you listen to our predictions episode, uh, I'm pretty high on what the Cowboys can be this year, but in this week one road matchup inside the division, three and a half is enough for me to take the home dog. And, uh, and mm-hmm. I've taken a lot of home dogs here this week, and I will probably continue to all season. Uh, so give me those three and a half points with the giants at home, even though clearly I think the Cowboys are a better football team, but man, the giants are well coached. And I think this is one of those again, where uh, they keep it close. They run the ball a lot, maybe even an under, on this one as well. Uh, give me New York Giants and three and a half. I meant to say this earlier, just as kind of a sweeping statement. These road dogs you keep taking, I respect that point of view. I think I'm I'm wrong for not leaning on that more, especially early in the season where weird stuff happens. You know, I mean, home dogs getting points. I bet that pays off more than it doesn't this week. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, so just, you know. I don't know why it took you this long to start right to say, come on, on this podcast. We've been doing it together for years. And you just now uh, realize it. Uh, so <laughs> I meant the last two been... days. I wasn't going that far back, but that was fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, Monday nighter, the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets. So much Jets hype coming in. The Hard Knocks team, Aaron Rodgers. But it is the Buffalo Bills that are favored by two and a half in this one on the road. Give me the home dog. I have this new theory about taking home dogs, especially division games week one. Uh, my worry here is the Bills, I think, are the better team. I picked them to win the division, but not by leaps and bounds, of course. I don't love where the Bills O-line is right now, and I think that Jet D-line is eight to ten guys deep, whoever the, they're just nastiness and waves of hockey lines that should stay fresh and just rotate them all game long. And you know the hype is going to be insane for Rodgers at home Monday night. I mean, I'm sure the Bills can withstand that type of hype, but giving me points at home in a division game, home dog. Our Jets fans are going to be losing their minds. Yeah. Uh, how about this for a matchup? Sauce versus Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. And so if you're able to uh, you know, limit the best weapon for Josh Allen, get a little pressure on him, can he make some mistakes? Uh, I love this one. Again, home dog. Uh, I learned this one from my my good friend Matt Williamson. Uh, the the home dogs <laughs> pay off sometimes, so uh, it's only two and a half points. Good but, strategy. Hey, give me the Jets. Give me the Jets straight up, man. Mm, not bad call. Fun one. I can't wait for this. We got football, Matt, and yeah, the season awesome. is here. And of course, we'll come back Monday and have it all broken down for you as we always do every day here on peacock and williamson shout out to the everydayers make sure you're subscribed on youtube and everywhere you get your podcast matt and i back monday peacock and williamson